Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugged your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone. A Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Conversations Against Living Miserably, a podcast where we try to find solace in a world where our brains are usually against us. My name is Aaron Gillis, and each week I'll be joined by... Me, Lauren Patterson. Each week we chat to a different guest about how they try and live their life without misery. But we try and do it with a little bit of laughter, because otherwise that sounds like a pretty gloomy idea for a podcast. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Dave, the TV channel, and Calm, the campaign against living miserably. Morning, episode 19. Uh, that's it. That's how we started the podcast. Done. Fuck that up. Um, uh, this is the last episode of the series. But don't worry. Well, I imagine quite a few people that listen to this podcast have anxiety. So worry the normal amount you usually worry, but don't let us add to your worry. Because um, we'll be back in a few months uh, with new episodes, new guests, and uh, I don't know, maybe some new stuff as well. Uh, might get a haircut. Something like that. You can't say You wouldn't be able to see that on a podcast. This week's guest is Jamie Dimitriou. Jamie is a comedian and actor who has starred in Paddington 2, uh, which is uh, one of the greatest films that's ever been made, uh, Fleabag, and his own show, Stath Let's Flats, uh, which you can watch on Channel 4 and all four now. Uh, well, not, not right now. I mean, you could do it right now, but right now you should listen to this podcast and then go and watch it afterwards, depending on what your day's looking like. I mean, if you've got a free day, you should do it. Today we speak to Jamie about anxiety, expectations, and wheelbarrows. Uh, comes up quite a lot for some reason. This episode is actually just a little bit shorter than usual, because due to Jamie's schedule on the day of recording, he had to run away to a pre-production meeting for, I don't know, some show he's got on Channel 4 or something. It, just, it sounded quite important. 
Um, as usual, if you could like, subscribe, rate, review, uh, we really appreciate it. Calm really appreciate it. And it's just a, a really lovely thing to do, really, because it helps us go up in the iTunes and the podcast charts and stuff like that. And uh, the more people that listen, the more money that goes to Calm, which is why we're all here. Anyway, that's enough for me. Here is Lauren and myself talking to Jamie Dimitriou. Jamie Dimitriou. Hello. How are you doing? I am feeling <laughs> calm. <laughs> are you really, though? Uh, probably not. <laughs> um, I guess we'll find out over the next however long. 25, 30 minutes. 25, yeah. 30 minutes. So we'll start off with the first question that we always go for. Uh, when was the last time you felt calm? Um, so, yeah, I think this question was asked to me before this in preparation, so I've had a chance to think about it. And I think the true answer to that is maybe about 2009. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I've, I've got a very sort of distinct memory of the few times in my life I can remember feeling truly calm. And I think one of them was um, the day I worked out what I wanted to do for a living. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the possibility that well, that it might be possible. I was at the Edinburgh Fringe, and I think I was just busy. It was the first year I'd been to the Edinburgh Fringe. I'd never really heard of it before. I'd sort of been quite aimless for a number of years. Um, like, so I went to uni late, so I was at the Edinburgh Fringe with uni, and I remember I was sort of going from one show to another, because I'd sort of, like, just kept myself really busy, put myself in a couple of shows. And I remember walking from one to the other and being like, ah, oh, this is what calmness feels like. Just a sense of distraction, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I remember it so clearly. But then, unfortunately, um, you know, trying to do this for a living yeah. um, is the antithesis of calm. <laughs> Uh, but you know you ha- you know obviously that's not the last last time, but it's the last time I, I remember feeling a sense of almost euphoric calm. So do you thrive off being busy then? Does that help uh, your sense of calm? Yeah, well, I think it's kind of um, I don't know actually. I think that because you're being distracted, you don't really know whether you feel calm or not, which mm. is kind of the closest I think I get to that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I also think that an extreme amount of busyness for a long time can allow for a segment of calm at the end. Like, I worked on my um, show, I did a TV show for about five, six years yeah. before we got it made. Five or six of the most stressful years of my life. Um, also, just the fact that it was taking that long was a, was quite a stressful thing because you start to sort of see your life in percentages and I was like I'm 29 and I've spent six years doing this and it's done gone nowhere I was like that is a significant percent of my life I can in a pie chart that's like it's that's a slice of pizza um and uh but yeah so completing I remember the day we wrapped on that I, I just let myself relax for a week which I just I just couldn't imagine was possible and it was so nice how is that feeling of relaxation compared to if you're busy all the time what do you do to to wind down what can you remember how to relax properly um well do you know what i actually think that 
you know, I, I just mentioned that the last official time I could think of was a long time ago, like, well, 10 years ago. But um, I think phones have a lot to do with it. I, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the feeling of boredom doesn't really exist anymore. And I think there's something, I don't know, I, think, I kind of feel like boredom can be calm in a way. Yeah. But now it's like you don't give yourself the chance to be because you're just constantly... I don't know, I can't think of anything less calming than having a square in your or an oblong in your pocket that can you can look at anything in the world on. It's the opportunity's too massive. We shouldn't be given that opportunity. I don't want to have the opportunity to talk to any every single person I know yeah. at any one given time or like find out what they're up to on their holiday or whatever. So I can't remember what the question was, but I'm making <laughs> a bloody good point. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, I was sat I I tend to have really be bad sleep patterns and I was sat looking at my phone and I just realised I was like, the reason I can't sleep is because I'm staring at a very bright rectangle with all of the knowledge of the human race <laughs> yeah, inside of it and totally. no wonder my brain is so active at the moment. That sense of just trying to just chill yeah. is such a hard thing for people now, especially when kind of like, you, like yourself, you're working so much all the time, you've got so many different things going on and that mo- those moments of relaxation are just so far and few between. Yeah. I mean, look, just to sort of bracket that for a second, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm very lucky. I oh, don't, yeah. you know, all these things, but it's it, it's it's so, um, as in I'm lucky with work and stuff, but I, it's so, um, it's so impossible to think um, comparatively. You can't, I don't know, you can't live via comparison like yeah. yeah these people are so and so's yeah but imagine if I was in that position it just this doesn't really help no indeed it doesn't change what you've got on your plate I suppose it should do but it doesn't no it doesn't I've said before that you're allowed to be entirely selfish when it comes to looking after yourself and sure you can't compare yourself to other people because you're not in that situation at the moment yeah so you have to worry about yourself because you're the only person that's going to worry about yourself indeed yeah how do I make this podcast comedic for everyone? <laughs> <laughs> the, the moments pop up. It, we kind of go in through very serious moments to complete ridiculousness. So sure, yeah, the brief was the brief was um, serious chats about mental health and uh, comedy. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I, feel, I mean, you're an expert on it, Lauren. I've seen you do that sort of stuff live. No? Of, of mental health, or oh, well, no, just <laughs> like, no, I've seen you sort of discuss serious things yeah. as a stand-up while making it funny. Exactly. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just not au fait with it as an <laughs> art form, uh, personally. Okay, so, uh, but next question would be: When was the first time you th- kind of realised that mental health was a thing, be it positive or negative? Um, well, I think the past few years have. I reluctantly kind of I don't know I I think I've always felt that I, I've always assumed that everyone deep down is as stressed as I am mm-hmm. and that everyone's anxious and everyone and I think I still probably believe that I think I as a defense thing for a long time I just sort of thought anyone who's not anxious is kidding themselves yeah <laughs> because you know what's it's impossible like the things you have to deal with in your head like if you're not then good on you and I mean that sounded really sarcastic I mean it good <laughs> on you well done tell me your secret yeah <laughs> um but I, I suppose so I've always been I, I guess I've always been aware of it personally how, mm. how I feel I've been I was a very anxious teenager got a stomach ulcer at the age of 13 bloody hell um 
yeah, which I which I still carry with me today, everybody. <laughs> I'm going for a record. Um, but yeah, I uh, I think that the amount of awareness, like. I don't know. It kind of feels like a thing that everybody knows about now. But yeah. I always, I was always concerned that that I always felt like, well, I can handle this. Why is, you know, I kind of felt like people using it as excuses for stuff. I, it annoyed me. Mm. It annoyed me because I was like, well, I'm dealing with it. Why can't you? But then it's like, well, well, maybe I should be using it as an excuse for stuff sometimes. I was like being, I was like losing my mind trying to get work done. Like having a breakdown and being like, "Why are they moaning about it? I'm not moaning about it." It's like, "Well, I should be moaning about it. Yeah. I should be doing something about should it." Should be vocal about it. You're allowed yeah. to be vocal about it. Yeah, um, I just think that I think there's a balance because at the same time, I also know that getting on with stuff is my way of coping with it, and yeah. and I kind of feel like that can be a valid mechanism. Um, so yeah, completely. I think that whole idea of people having their shit together is the biggest lie that we're told. Like, I don't think anyone has their shit together. Yeah, Probably. everyone is dealing with certain amounts of stress, anxieties, and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And to think that anyone out there is absolutely loving their life is just completely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I guess denial is kind of anxious in itself. Oh, completely and utterly. You look at like someone on Facebook, I don't know, Sharon with three kids in a wheelbarrow, and she's very happy with herself. I'm not sure what she's doing with the kids in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that's all you see. And it's like, oh, she seems to be having fun. But then you peel that back, and there's all these kind of neuroses and anxieties behind yeah. there as well. What does so. she have to do to get the wheelbarrow? <laughs> <laughs> what has she done to get the wheelbarrow? Yeah, you know, <laughs> she started I'm... off with four kids, then one disappeared and the wheelbarrow turned up. <laughs> I mean, that seems like a solid trade to me. <laughs> I'd much rather have a wheelbarrow than a fifth kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it can be very, you know, it can be very triggering when your child turns into a wheelbarrow. <laughs> I really thought you were going into something serious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very serious podcast, come on. Were you, like, brought up in an environment where it was quite open to talk about those things because I always think that maybe helps as well if you've been brought up in a family where people can't discuss that quite openly uh, yeah I suppose uh, yeah we weren't we weren't stifled yeah but um, and yeah no we we definitely were I kind of my, I've got a weird I mean my dad is uh, a wheelbarrow my, my dad's a wheelbarrow <laughs> uh, hence my wheels <laughs> um uh yeah, he's uh, he worked so hard his whole life, and he's um, he's from Cyprus, sort of broken English, and you know there are certain things that are difficult to communicate, um, and also not just difficult to communicate through language, difficult to communicate through um, I don't know, it's sort of I guess like snowflakiness. Mm-hmm. I think that he's he'll you know if I was to say oh, I'm just like I'm feeling really down because I'm kind of feeling like a he'd be like are you joking <laughs> I've I worked for 200 hours a day for 50 years <laughs> like I lived on the streets with no shoes for three weeks like I I had three kids by the time I was 18 and was married by the time I was 20 all true um, well actually three kids by the time he was 20 I was married before then um, but yeah so he you know it's I didn't feel like I can't talk about it because of this, but that's probably, you know, it didn't feel valid. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, someone once told me that someone's, you know, you often get in this, you you often get that guilt in this industry of being like ever moaning about stuff and people being like, oh, what, you moaning about 
you know, you, you just got a part in something, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, fair enough. But someone once said, I heard once someone saying a thing that kind of like, calmed me a bit, is work problems or still problems. You know, it's all like, the ceiling just raises no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't go to work and punch the air every day. It's impossible to. It's just normality yeah. kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, my work is definitely a lot easier than standing over a stove for God knows how many hours a day. He had to get his knees replaced. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like I talk about that in every podcast. <laughs> barely a piece of information. So let's talk about my dad's knees for a while. Done. Love it. But you have, like, this wonderful relationship with your sister as well because you're both mm. performers mm-hmm. and you're both very supportive of each other as well in everything yeah. you do. For sure. Um, is that something that has been like a constant throughout your lives? Have you always been there to help each other? Of course, yeah, yeah. But you know, like any sibling relationship, there are ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're both very, very anxious people, openly, and you know that can you know uh, yes, we're we're a good shoulder for each other, for sure. Um, and that has been a, a good point of calm, I suppose. And having someone that you know has been through similar things to you, family-wise, and gets it as it were yeah um but yeah you know but then again we're also like i say two very we're two nervous wrecks which can not necessarily uh help sometimes no well. indeed uh but yeah but was she did if you weren't comfortable speaking to your father about something would you go to Natasha's oh yeah 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 tasha's 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 solid mm. Tash, uh, because she'll usually empathise but then at the same time it could also possibly just end up being a conversation where we fuel each other's yeah. <laughs> uh, you know it's always difficult I mean with anyone you know when someone comes to you with a with a problem you do have to make that decision as to whether you're going to empathise or try and correct it and help them because sometimes the last thing you want to hear when you're feeling down is someone being like listen everything's going to be fine because you're like but that implies that you don't understand what's going on because yeah. it's not going to be fine exactly that um, but I I kind of feel like you know I've I've been to therapy I'm constantly in therapy um, but the the big thing that I always take from it is just like really trying to engage with the idea of nothing mattering and not in the existential crisis sense as in like you know really think about it and you know those the, these the little things like you know the Headspace app you know any kind of meditation therapy I kind of think all those things are amazing because it the act of doing them is an act of taking control of your life and that in itself is quite calming I think it's like as opposed to you know even if the thing itself doesn't work the fact that you're doing something to try and improve your situation can is is and taking control is is a a very cathartic thing to do I think and all of them are basically teaching you the same thing which is just to take a second out to think about like think about what's going on because when you do you'll probably conclude that hang on a minute what am I worrying about again you know I'm just sat here what can what can be so bad I'm sat in a chair yep like my legs aren't broken I'm yeah, not I knees replaced. yeah well I am getting my knees replaced actually oh, just it. in uh, solidarity with, with dad <laughs> This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. How has your relationship with mental health or misery changed um, over the last few years? Um, I think... I probably um, think about it a lot more, mm-hmm. uh, as in, like, in, in order to combat it, um, you know, embracing therapy and stuff like that. I kind of think you sort of learn how to talk about yourself, and you learn the importance of, of, um, like I just said, I, th- I, th- I think you learn the importance of like taking the time out to think about that stuff and think about why a lot more. Uh, versus, ah, <laughs> yeah, you just got to turn the scream into why, and and also, I mean, it, it's so funny, like something like an app, like the, like I said, the Headspace app yeah. is like, you know, I don't, I'm not here to promote it, or am I? Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, stuff like those little exercises they do on that, they seem so basic, and you're also like, why am I listening to an app? This is insane. But just there's one thing on it where they talk about. Um, they talk about um, your thoughts as traffic and you're sitting on the side of the road and if every single thought... If, if, do you know this one? It's like if every no. if every single thought is, um, you know, a car that's driving and you try and get in the way of it, it's going to hit you. But if you just sit and watch the cars go by, it's fine. It's like you can just... You don't have to engage with every thought that comes through your mind. You can just let it go. I mean, if you can, if you can, it's you know, it's not the easiest thing. But if you can challenge yourself to just sort of allow yourself to not not engage with every mad thing that comes into your head and go, well, that's a th- all that is is a thought. All it is is a thought. So you don't have to you don't have to jump in front of it. Kind yeah. of thing. That, I love that little sentences like that because I've just been sat here going. Oh fuck! I do that. I jump in thought of in front of every single thought, and that's mm. why yeah. I get so stressed all the time and mm. get so 
anxious. I'm all like the Velcro. Time. I just let everything stick to us. Mm. Can't shake it off. I'm so jealous of people who are like, just let it like in one ear out the other. They're like, oh, that was a fleeting thought. I'm like, that'll be with me till I die now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, completely. Oh yeah, and especially if it's something that someone else says. Oh yeah. Like yeah, a couple of nights ago, yeah. someone just walked up to me out of the blue, sort of said something. Actually, today it's already happened. Today, someone came up to me, said something about my show to me, and uh, probably will never forget. It. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a positive or a negative? Oh, negative, yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Is it better than when people used to ask to see your teeth all the time? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it is. No, it's not better than that. No, that was fine. That was kind of like that was just weird. Um, I was in a show called Fleabag and I had oh, big yes. teeth in it and uh, yeah people would constantly ask come up to me in the street and ask me to open my mouth which and I did they forgot. even say hello first they just no that but that you know back to phones that is that is also people like yeah when people want a selfie or whatever it's very rarely comes after a hello it's usually the phone's out before and it's like aiming at you kind of thing oh, God, their God, arms around you cringe. I couldn't even think about speaking to someone without saying hello okay. how are you and then asking about 17 times and probably saying the word sorry about 35 <laughs> times in the actual interaction sure. but you know those people probably very stressed themselves oh yeah I never know what's going on in someone else's life and that's yeah, absolutely fine for sure yeah so we've got about five minutes so Sweet. as we do that, this is like the one we always kind of finish on okay uh, so we'll see where this one goes do you have any advice to your younger self regarding your mental health or how you kind of live without misery yeah I was thinking about this I think um I think I'd I'd feel kind of sheepish giving him advice because I don't think I've worked it out. <laughs> um, but I guess it would just be to take a deep breath and it's the stuff that I'd st- I'm still saying to myself. Just like, I mean, <laughs> try and legalise CBD. <laughs> Maybe I'd say. That's been a great help. Again, shouldn't be publicising these things, but my God, it changes things. Um, I would I would just say like know that this is a real thing and you can do something about it and it's not just I don't know you're not um, it's not moaning to, to, to try and sort it out you know it's a good thing to try and get on top of because it's a long process to start earlier go to therapy young (laughs) if you can you know the NHS have some great things as well I mean that is my this is my young self when I say that what are you talking about be clearer (laughs) (laughs) when did you start uh, what age were you when you started kind of getting into therapy and realising oh literally like three four years ago oh right yeah so so it's not been a long thing yeah I don't know what this advice I'm giving this this little Greek boy is (laughs) I mean you kind of nailed it to be honest it sounded brilliant (laughs) right okay yeah Um, but was there anything that spurred you to take that first step to say I need to go to therapy Because I sometimes find that's the hardest part is that admitting to yourself, I need to do this thing to help me. Like you uh, say, like you were saying earlier, just then. Yeah, I think it's just when it starts getting in the way of work. <laughs> uh, you're you're just like, wow, I literally can't do work because my internal monologue and is like louder than my voice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's people in the office are being like, can you keep it down? And I'm like, I'm not talking. <laughs> it's coming out of my ears. It's so fucking loud. Does um, it affect your personal life as well? Or do you not have a personal life because you're working so much? Uh, yeah, of course it does. <laughs> of course it does. You know, and I, I mean, everyone's uh, internal monologue affects their personal life. Surely, I kind of think. But then again, I'm probably like quite high functioning. I, you know, I don't think 
I'm overtly like <sighs> I think I'm I think my <laughs> it sort of comes out in a hyperbolic kind of um, passion with me people who know me will know I do a lot of moaning uh, passionately about things mm -hmm. as opposed to being like oh nothing's it's like what's the fucking point <laughs> <laughs> There's a proper act as moan there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little passionate. Yeah. Projecting while you do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can everybody hear me at the back of the room, please? Yeah. Oh, marvellous. Well, thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me. And sorry if that was bleak. I guess we should embrace bleakness. Is that a... That is not a tattoo, is it? I don't think it is a tattoo. Please, no one get that tattoo. But no, that was absolutely wonderful. Thank nice you. Nice one, guys. Thanks so Cheers. much. We we'll hope you can take something from this podcast away with you in your day to day life. Whatever situation you're in, you're not by yourself. We can share our stories, share our experiences. We can help each other know that things do get better. That is series one over and done with. That's it. That's, that's series one. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Really do. Um, Thank you so much for everyone that's listened and shared the podcast and kind of tweeted us uh, at us, letting us know that you've enjoyed it and stuff. Uh, it's been amazing. Um, you have no idea how much it means to Lauren and myself, um, the guys at Dave and Calm as well. And we're looking forward to coming back in a few months with some new episodes. Um, and if there is anyone that you think you'd like to listen to or you have any recommendations for us or, I don't know, just any tips or um, just want to chat, really, just get in touch. Um, we're all over the social media and stuff. Uh, so you can do that that'd be grand uh, and there's another thing um, if you have any spare change lying around um, like a fiver in your pocket or in your cat or something uh, you can donate to Calm uh, via the Dave website or the Calm website but don't forget that by listening today you've technically donated anyway because all the ad money we make that comes to us goes to Calm none of it comes to us well it goes via us and then to Calm a couple of thank yous before I sign off Thank you to Jamie, and uh, as I said, you can catch uh, Stay Let's Flats on Channel 4 and all four. If you haven't seen it yet, you really should. It's absolutely brilliant. It's uh, it's annoyingly good. It's one of those ones where you go, oh, this is this is really, really annoyingly good. Uh, thank you to Lauren. Thank you to Dave and Calm, and uh, thank you just for being brilliant and being you. You keep being you. Uh, right, we'll be back in a few months. Um, that's it, really. Yeah. Bye, bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
Would you give your mum, dad, aunt or that uncle who hugs your partner a little too long free access to your phone? Oh no! Oh my god, it's, it's a really long video! Ew! In Dave's brand new YouTube original, Get Off My Phone, we've got six comedians to give their phones over to a relative with total freedom to read messages, DMs, photos and browser history. What's your social history? Sorry? What to do? Tips for relief. The rules are simple. Their relative can read anything they want and even make calls from the comedian's phone. What is this? What is I know what this one is. That, that looks really okay. bad. Starring Tanya Moore, Anya Magliano, Finlay Christie, Travis J with his mum Angie Lamar, Hayley Morris, Grace Campbell and dad Alistair Campbell. Slightly sexually compromising people. <laughs> Divulging their deepest digital secrets. <laughs> what the hell is happening? Get off my phone, a Dave YouTube original. Available now on Dave's YouTube channel.